You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello and hello all to the Young Line Podcast. I'm your host, Chris O'Brien, here today to talk about Dominion. Holy fuck. Holy fuck, it was so good. So good. We'll be getting into that in a second, but first some admin and a little bit about how I've been doing because, you know, this is... It's just me here. Just going to get a little personal with you people. Um, First of all, I'm not reviewing every single Super Junior show I missed. I know I only reviewed the first four. And I missed so much, like the final, which was fucking amazing, and Dragon Lee versus Takahashi, which was amazing. And more of my boy now, Show. Show is now my boy. I love Show now. Oh, he's he's my boy. I love Show. Show really. Oh, Show. Yes. Show. <laughs> show. Um, but no. Um, so I'm going to do that. Um, highlights next week as well as um previewing what i think's gonna happen in the g1 assuming we haven't announced it i don't know when we're announcing the competitors for the g1 i hope it's not before next week so i can make my predictions because i have some pretty out there predictions and i really hope they're fucking true um it's basically gonna be fantasy booking that's gonna be fun um and this morning i watched the cm punk fight that is a very disappointing way to wake up um just like oh cm punk lost again oh he went three rounds let's see if he had a good fight nope he didn't have a good fight. Not a top. He's bad. CM Punk. CM Punk. You shouldn't be in the UFC. Jesus. CM. No. Fuck. CM Punk. No. Fuck. Why? How? Why? Is it because of his name? It has to be because of his name. The crowd was behind him and then just stopped caring because it's obvious he was going to lose. I can. I forget the name of his opponent. Fuck. That's not good. But he he was basically playing with his food. That's basically what was happening. He was playing around with CM Punk. He was just like, why am I going to put in the effort? I can just get the points victory and get the same amount of money, which I can somewhat respect, but at the same time, it was a god-fucking-awful fight. Like, they were... Joe Rogan was very good at pointing out that CM Punk could have just slipped away. Jesus, CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad fight. But there were some good fights. Some good fake fights going on over in Japan and we're going to be talking about them right here on the Young Lion Podcast. I'm so looking forward to getting into talking about this. I got up early for this because I am a filthy UKer. UKer? Brit? Scott? I'm Scottish? I don't know. I'm I'm a filthy non-Japanese person so I had to get up dead fucking early. I'd say dead early. It was 8 o'clock but I'm in a nasty habit of getting up at 12. So it was I only got like 4 hours sleep. So um, it took the first two matches for the coffee to hit me, but after that, smooth sailing. Um, to be, to be fair, the first two matches were nothing spectacular, so it's not it's not like I missed much, and it's not like I missed them at all. I did see them. I'm gonna be talking about them, but it's just not much to talk about. So I'm kind of glad I was groggy. I'm kind of glad I wasn't paying full attention because fucking it. They were what they were. First match of the card was Desperado and Kanemaru versus Sho and Yo, a punky fruke for the junior tag team titles. It was fine. Fine, like that's literally. It was. It wasn't a great opener. We've been spoiled by Young Bucks versus Punky 3K, who have great chemistry. They don't really mesh together well. Do Kanemaru and now Desperado versus Shonyo, which is weird because it's like the biggest junior heels versus the biggest junior faces in terms of a tag team division, and yeah, they just can't mesh. It was a very TNA 
match, as in like mid two thousands, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, Impact Zone TNA match. We rolled into the crowd, came back, what um, but he was one of the screwy finished. Yeah, very TNA <laughs> match. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, it was a bit boring to be honest. Four out of ten. That's probably the worst way I know of the game in a match. It's probably a bit harsh, but like I was just sort of bored throughout it. Despite this, though, I definitely think Shonio will have a really bright future, and I think Desperado has some really cool things on the horizon. Dragon League Challenge Gym 2, a mass versus mass match, and ooh, yes, please. Yes, please. And Shonio, I think Sho definitely has a better future than Yo. Because Sho has a very unique spot. He's like the Buddy Murphy, where he's on the cusp of not making weight limit. And therefore making him the powerhouse of um, the juniors. And I think that's a really good spot to have. Um, Yo's fine. Sho just had more great matches in the Super Juniors than um, Yo. Like, Sho had great matches with Dragon Lee, Saban. Um, just, he's so good. He's so good. And Yo is fine. He's actually really good. He had a really good match with Osprey. Although a Broom could have a really good match with Osprey. So I'm not really... I can't really take much from that, but... Yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to seeing these two evolve. They're definitely the brightest um, former Young Lions on the roster right now. But aren't fully established. Like, they are established, but they're not. Kind of in the same place as sort of Jay White, and we'll get into that. Where he's... People know who he is, and they've held or are holding a championship. Yet no one... Until recently with these two, no one seemed to take him fully seriously. Like, we'd always be... Re- I'd always be betting against them. Whereas this time I was betting for them. Which was a bad idea because they lost. But, yeah. Just, I'm really looking forward to seeing these two keep going. They're gonna, if they break up at some point, I think the match they'll have will be spectacular. I'm really looking forward to seeing where these two go in the future. Oh, one last interesting thing. Don Gallus brought up that about three months, Desperado and um, Kanemaru has the longest reign in five years with the junior titles. That's fucking nuts. That... That is disgraceful. If that was the case in WWE, people... And it has been in the case in WWE, and people have shouted at WWE. I think that's a disgraceful way to book. I think that's one one of the failings of New Japan right now, is that they don't book their um, junior tag titles very well, because they're just jumping all over the place. Like, three months is not an especially long reign. Three months should be seen as a somewhat short reign, not a long reign. Longest reign in five years. That's insane. That's completely insane. Just please give someone a longer run. Let these guys keep it for longer. Just give them some better teams. That's the problem. It's now a bit anemic for junior tag division. Because just they've lost literally their biggest stars. There's no biggest stars in the junior division and the Young Bucks. We need to rebuild this a little bit. And I'm looking forward to it because um, Bullet Club now have only have two juniors in Ishimori and Skill. They could be an interesting team. Um... LIJ has Takahashi and Bushi. Chaos. Oh, Chaos is showing Yo. I'm pretty sure showing Yo in Chaos. Um, Rocky Morale is in Chaos, so showing Yo must be in Chaos. It makes sense to me. So, yeah, just but give them a longer run. Get let, let them hold it till King of Pro Wrestling. That's all we need. We don't need a massive run. Actually, it probably will because it's just basically the G1 between now and, the, and King of Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, they probably will hold on to it. So. Yeah, okay, just give him just give him a long run. It's a bit insane, seriously. Next up was another tag team match between Juice Robinson, um David Finley, Jay White, and fuck who was it? Shit. Yoshihashi. See that 
that speaks volumes to how I feel about Yoshihashi. That's the one thing I can say about this match. It's set up stories. There's nothing interesting coming out of it apart from Juice Robinson pin Jay White. Probably setting up a fight for G1 Special, which... Yes, good. I wanted it to happen here, but it's not going to happen here. I'm not going to cry over spilled milk because the show did go on a long time. So having another singles match probably would have it would have got lost in the shuffle. No one would remember it. Having it at G1 Special in USA definitely makes sense. I'm looking forward to that match, as I've already said, talked about in my Wrestling Dontaka review, so I won't go into too much detail here. Um, another interesting thing, um, Don Carlos saying Yoshihashi's on the cusp of not making G1. First of all, yes, please. Yoshihashi is easily like one of the skippable ones. Like You'd have thought someone like Yuji Nagata at his age would be the skippable one, but he had some clinics last time out. Yoshihashi she just he's fine he's just so boring and this is a common thread in new japan fans that yoshihashi's not that well liked but yeah i don't really want him in the g1 there's much more interesting people you could put in the g1 give them a chance yoshihashi sort of had his chance and i like that john carlos has went well he's done nothing this year so why would he be in the g1 so yeah good match um juice robinson picked up a win over jy i'm really looking forward to that match if you want to know why i'm looking forward to that match go watch my wrestling do taco with you <laughs> plug Next up was Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. of Suzuki Gun, obviously, taking on the Chaos team of Toriano and Ishii. I love that Suzuki and Ishii have been going at it. That is going to be amazing. It's, is it going to happen at G1 Special? We don't actually know what's happening at G1 Special yet, which is a bit weird. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That's basically the biggest point of this match. It was basically LIJ Tactics versus the Babyface Fire of Chaos. And then it basically ends um, with Minoru Suzuki and Ishii brawling into the crowd. I was kind of hoping they do the um, thing they used to do in the Attitude Era. They brawl back and then they just come back in brawling in the middle of a match. I think that would have been funny. I, there's not really a place you could have had it on this card. There wasn't any filler, really. So I can't really do anything about that it's not i just wish it would have happened um it was again it was a fine tag match that's all you can really say um i think it was better just because it made me hype for suzuki versus ishii because oh god the thought of it this is it'll be brutal absolutely brutal like it's the closest thing i can get hyped for that isn't a shibata versus ishii match and for that kind of style and i'm really sad we can't have a shibata versus ishii match anymore uh, God, I miss I miss Shibata so much. But no, Suzuki versus I- Ishii is going to be great. It was a fine tag match. That's all we can really talk about. I just love actually when the bro was broken up. Suzuki was like, no, fuck that shit. And tried to go after him again. Like, it's going to be brutal. Like, it's a mi- like most times when people talk about something's going to be brutal, it's going to be like a hardcore CZW fucking death match. And I don't like that. <laughs> when I want brutal, I want um, two big Japanese men kicking the shit out of each other. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, my. Next up was a rarity in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was a triple threat match between Elgin, Goto, and Taichi for the title. The never openweight title, that is. And I think I love Taichi now. I might just love Tai Chi now. This match has made me love Tai Chi. And it wasn't because it was an amazing match. It was a fine match. Like, it felt like a main event of a B pay-per-view in WWE or TNA. Not in New Japan, obviously. But, because, again, B show material, we get Tanahashi versus Okada. Jesus Christ. But, um, no, fuck. Like, Tai Chi's entrance just, I was like, oh, I can see why people hate hate you and I love you. And I thought, I don't know why it just suddenly clicked that I might love Tai Chi. Just the lip syncing entrance, the groupie, the just everything. 
I love it. It's like the same sort of when everyone hated back in like 2012 when everyone hated um who was it mike bennett in ring of honor and i was just like oh he's fucking great i fucking love mike bennett it's like i think i love tai chi because everyone else actually properly hates tai chi but like by the time i got halfway through this match i'm like you know what i know elgin sort of my one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now and goto is sort of amazing as never open weight champion like he's the quintessential never open weight champion that's not cultured bata or ishii or suzuki but you know what i mean like he's what the never open weight belt was for like someone who's just not going to get the iwgp title shot so may as well give him a title to go run with but i was just like i'd love if tai chi won um i just love um where we both turned on tai chi and he was just like no <laughs> no and like the sending his valley after him just like the heel tactics and then the stripper pants just <laughs> i'm actually I, d- I didn't expect the review of a michael elgin match with goto um to be me gushing about tai chi but I, I might love him now. I again, I've he's been around for fucking ages. I don't know why it's only just clicked that I love him. But I love him. <laughs> I love him, and I want to have his babies. Oh God, I'm his valet. I'm gonna be his valet. Oh yes, I love that. But no, the ending of this match was great. Just Michael Elgin going to Powerbomb City, buckle bombing, um, Tai Chi, and then just seeing Goto getting up in the corner, picks him up again, buckle bombs him into Goto, and then the spinning Elgin bomb into for him winning i'm i i predicted nagata not nagata fuck i predicted goto to win this match but i'm really happy elgin won elgin is my favorite non-japanese wrestler who's not in bullet club or is kenny omega in new japan right now i just love michael elgin i always have just i know he's there's been some controversies about him and i don't know much about that i've sort of stayed away from it purposely but if we can separate art from artist here I, I love Michael Elgin, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with a Never Open Weight title. Um, there's so many possibilities. Like a one on match, one match with Goto would be great. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who pins him in the G1. I'm hoping it's someone good. I'm going to be going into that when I'm talking about the G1 next week. But oh yes, just it was a good match. I, in my opinion, the right person won. Goto's had a decent reign, but you know, six months is a good ring put it onto someone else and they have they put it onto a good person who can carry the belt so no complaints from this boy here my boy won <laughs> yes your boy um and i love tai chi now oh tai chi i actually do love him now he's my boy he's my absolute boy tai chi for iwgp champion next up was one of the best tag team matches of the year which for some reason i wasn't expecting it was lij of sonata and evil taking on the young bucks for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, for a reason Nick and Matt jumped up to the heavyweights and they did a great job in the first match. Not just because they won, but because they actually put on a great match. Like, they can't get away with just doing flips in the heavyweight division. They have to they have to take on storytelling, which they already have. They've been doing great with storytelling over the past few years, especially at Strong Style Evolved. Seriously, you haven't watched that match? Go watch that match. But no, um, just... F- um, Nick or Matt, I forget which one it was. Sorry, I didn't take notes, by the way, because was, it was so early in the morning and I haven't rewatched it. I think I will rewatch it later on, but I need to get this review out. But one of them, I think it was, I'm going to go with Matt, um, injured his leg on the post. He tried to kick um, one of LIJ, missed, hit the post, and just he was selling it perfectly for the rest of the match. Like going for the Meltzer driver, um, and he can't hold his own weight on the springboard, so false. And like having to struggle 
and by the time they've managed to sort themselves out, they, um, Lij just can stop them. It was great, and they win for more bang for your buck. I've missed that move in New Japan. I didn't even get to see it when I saw the Young Bucks a few weeks ago uh, um, on a United, which by the way, just got my ticket for on a reunited. I'm hype, um, but no, I'm really looking forward to it, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Young Bucks can do. Like they're different in the heavyweight division because when you look at their main heavyweight division now again they're still sort of trying to get over the loss of war machine but they have you have the gorillas of destiny you have sonata and evo and you have um killer elite squad and that's about it mostly for the most part apart from when we bring in our rh guys and for tag league when we just throw people in stables together but this is very interesting like they're very different from like sonata and evo and the killer elite squads and um, the Gorillas of Destiny, who are mostly hasses. Like, the Gorillas of Destiny have cool um, athletic maneuvers and as to Sonata, but for the most part, it's like has fights. And so they're like two athletic guys in the middle of a bunch of hasses, and this is very interesting. I really want to see them versus the um, Killer Elite Squad. I, that would be great. I want to see, I just want to see the Young Bucks versus the Heavyweight guys, and I'm really looking forward to the fact that we can now, because they've just been through all of the junior division. It's fresh matches. Um, unfortunately, we just need someone in the junior division now to make, sort of fix the young buck size hole, which sort of means you need 10 teams in there. <laughs> but, yeah, but really good. Um, after the match, turns out Don Callis is all in. But you can't sniff your nose up at that. Does that mean all in is going to be recorded? I hope this means all in is going to be recorded. Um, but, no, this is a great match. I'm 8 out of 10. Just one of the best tag team matches of the year. I think the only things beating it would be, let's think back... Maybe some stuff in progress, but I don't think really. And no, it's just Strong Style Evolved, I think, that beats this. I can't think of any tag match that tops this other than um, Young Bucks versus Ibushi and um, Omega at Strong Style Evolved. Just great stuff. Go watch it. It was a tag team clinic. I'm very proud of New Japan. They showed great restraint in this show by only having one six-man tag team match. And it was definitely a special one because Rey Mysterio was there. It was Rey Mysterio Jr., Jushin Thunder Liger, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, only two of which I've seen live, versus Mighty Skull, Hangman Page, and Cody. Um, just, again, fine. Everyone got their shit in, um, and Liger took the pin against Cody. Just, the, the most notable thing about this match was Rey Mysterio's mask, which was in the shape of and colour of the New Japan line, which I think is really cool. But that's mostly it. I think a few things I would change in this match. For one, take out Hangman and put in Ishimori, and then you sort of keep the one heavyweight, two junior dynamic, and we don't have to endure Hangman. Um Have Marty beat Junior or Liar, because he's been going against them. Not going against them, but taunting them. So, I don't know. Just, I think having Cody go over Liger, it helps no one. And it sort of makes a match pointless. It was fine, though. Everyone gets their shit in. It was just a normal six-man tag match. The only thing that's notable about it is that one-sided three legends and the other side is Bullet Club. What I will say is I hope Mysterio sticks around. Like, he's been he's moving better than he's moved in a while. Like, from the point of joining Lucha Underground to now, I think Lucha Underground has really helped sort of loosen him up after he just wasn't doing much in WWE, but, like, having matches with the like of Penta and Ricochet and John Morrison has really helped Ray um, in the last few two years he's been in Lucha Underground, and he's moving better than he already has. Didn't stop him from just sort of not trying 
at the Hydro, which I think was a bit shit, because I'm pretty sure to that point, it was, aside from in Mexico, that would be the biggest crowd he'd be performing into, in front of. You know, when he was performing for WCPW, he was in front of, like, maybe a thousand people. He was in front of, like, four and a half thousand people at the Hydro, and he just didn't try... Like, he put Kenny Williams over, but he just didn't seem to try. He didn't post about it on social media. Like, I love Rey Mysterio. He's the guy who's got me into wrestling. But, like, through the lead up to Fear and Loathing, I sort of lost a little bit of respect for him. I don't know if it was just him respecting the story. But afterwards, he put up a post that was like, oh, thanks, Glasgow, for booing me. And it's like, it's it's like you don't know the, didn't follow the story, Ray. And it it was a, it should be a big deal for you. That's one of the biggest crowds you've wrestled in front of before WWE. So, fuck's sake. Mysterio and like he just it was fine with the six man here just I hope he sticks around and puts Marty over before his rumoured comeback to WWE because you know they started the shit with Marty we might as well end it and Marty needs a reason to be needs a reason to be taken seriously so beating Mysterio would give him a good reason I think giving beating Liger as well would give him a good reason but yeah it was fine, just serious. It's not really worth watching, but it's part of the full show. I didn't mind it. Good sort of lie back and not care match. Home stretch now. It's Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Um, the winner of the best of Super Juniors was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Fuck, that was a mouthful. Um, this was really good. Really good. Like, just straight off the bat, I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Um, it started off at the pace you'd expect. It's a brawl outside. Osprey sort of managed to gain momentum mid-air. I don't know how he managed that. But he almost missed Takahashi, but he didn't. Um, this match was just... I can't remember much of it again because it was early and I didn't take notes. But like it was 100 miles an hour from, from the beginning. And then it sort of slowed down, which I was really happy to see. At the beginning of the match, they um, removed the um, matting and he just sort of forgot about it. But then Takahashi went for um, his... Um, sunset powerbomb and then Osprey. I don't know if this was meant or not, but he sort of maneuvered himself onto the mat. If it, I'm going to say it was, and if so, that is great. I love when people do it. Um, when people f- seem like they're actually fighting to win, and like Osprey remembering that was there and sort of avoiding it going into there was great. If it wasn't meant to be, it sort of it worked fine because I'd prefer to see someone narrowly escape a nasty bump than take such a fucking nasty bump. Um, like nof- very few things in this match made me sc- like cringe and not cringe because that makes it sound like it's bad, but like made me scared for these two. Like they were great at teasing and then like just not following through it, but it doesn't disappoint you. You know, it's just I love that these two slowed it down. I f- I think it's definitely as good as their match of the year candidate. A few months ago, uh, I want to say Sakura Gen. It wasn't Sakura Genesis. It was something before that. It's the one where Sonata challenged for the title. I forget which one it is, but it was a really good match there, match of the year candidate. And there was another match of the year candidate here. These two just work spectacularly together. Um, Takahashi picks up the win, which I'm fine with. Like I would have wanted Osprey to hold it on for longer, but that's mostly just national pride. Takahashi is mine, and of as also a. a favorite among everyone here at Podmania. So it, I think everyone's glad that he won. I'm I'm glad he won. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I just hope we don't put him on Kushida again. They had their thing last year. Maybe hold that off to Wrestle Kingdom if that's going to happen at all. Um, I'd love to see a rematch between Takahashi and Ishimori because those two work amazing together. Um, by the way, I'm really sad that Ishimori or Kushida didn't make it onto this card. But it happens. You can't. There's no 
room for everyone and they're having a rest, which I'm fine with. But yeah, this Takahashi, he didn't have a longer, too long a reign last time. Like last time he basically fought against Dragon Lee and then lost um, then lost it to Kushida um, after beating him in a minute and a half and Kushida winning Super Juniors, which was a really fucking big, quick recovery story, might I add. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of Kushida. Like I, th- I love Kushida when he's wrestling because he is an amazing wrestler. But I find Kushida quite boring. So I hope Takahashi doesn't go into the, the default feud with Kushida. I hope Kushida sort of stays out of the limelight for a while. Just stay in a few tag matches. Keep yourself not rusty. Maybe go to Mexico for a while. Um, just please don't keep putting Kushida in these things. Because I love him when he's wrestling. But other than that, he's a tiny bit boring. Like, just give Takahashi and go another go. Um, maybe give the guys in Rapungi 3K a little shot. Maybe, you know, have another triple threat match because you can do them. You've shown you can do them in New Japan. I know your little secret. But no, great match. 10 out of 10. Um, One of the matches of the night. Um, One of the two matches of the night, definitely. Um, No complaints from this boy. Next up was the biggest surprise this side of Nicholas. Um, It was Chris Jericho taking on Tetsuya Naito. Where Chris Jericho is your IWGP intercontinental champion now we'll talk a little bit about the match then we'll get into what i actually think about this so first of all um it wasn't as good as jericho versus omega it wasn't meant to be as good as jericho versus omega i think that was quite obvious from how this was put up this is more meant to be a shock thing this is meant to be just jericho has lost his fucking mind thing and i kind of loved it chris jericho coming out looking like he's in the fucking cure Yes. Um, I love him coming out to his fuzzy theme, by the way. Um, then him um, blindsiding Tetsuya Naito and DDTing him on the table. And then it's, it's basically a wild brawl. You know, later on in the match, Tetsuya Naito returned the favor by him power driving um, Jericho onto the table. And, like, those hope spots, like, um, Naito did hit the Destino and he kept trying to hit the Destino. And it's basically Naito, the whole match, Naito trying to fight back. From Jericho's brutal so, and it was brutal. Like the cup, um, Naito had in his eye was brutal. Like I've, when Naito's been properly beaten up, he's very good at selling it just with his face, and that's what I love. And Jericho absolutely destroyed Naito throughout most of the match, and he won with the cup. He kept replying towards Jericho, and he'd have it in for a while. He'd have it in for like between a minute, maybe. I think at one point, it felt like to at least two minutes um he had night in the wars of jericho you know and i forgot the whole thing i'm like okay this is good i'm looking forward to night coming back night hasn't come back yet come on tetsuya come on night come on boy come on come on you can do this and then he didn't and jericho hit the code breaker by the way i love how people in new japan serve a code breaker like not staying on their feet just like Oh, it's pulling him down, pulls legs down a bit. Ooh. Like, no one says it better than Jericho, but Naito does a pretty fucking good job, too. But, yeah, and Jericho won. I was, it's sort of like, it was the same sort of thing when Taker lost the streak. Obviously, not as built up, but, um, like, Jericho just got the 1 2 3. And I'm like, like, I didn't think Codebreaker was going to do it. So it's just like, Codebreaker. It's like, oh, cool, Codebreaker. I love how Naito sells it. 1 2 three Ben was just sort of sitting there for like <laughs> okay wait 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 what fuck fuck what no what the fuck um like it was such a shock and i like where this is going i love that jericho's just like i won i'm gonna attack naito anyway and he attacks naito 
and um, Evil comes out. I think it, let's end up Evil versus Jericho at G1 special. Fine. Yes. Okay. Um, Jericho, um, Evil's good. Jericho's good. It won't be the best match on the card. But it's not going to be Billy Gunn versus Tanahashi. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, what do you think about Chris Jericho winning? I don't know yet. Like, Chris Jericho has proven he can still go. Chris Jericho, uh, this is one of the best characters Chris Jericho has had. This crazy, insane Chris Jericho. Like, I think this is what he's been wanting to do for a while. And I think he can kind of tell that. But at the same time, how long is he going to hold this? Is he going to defend it as regularly as is expected? Like, I, there's not really any expectation for him to defend it past G1 special until King of Pro Wrestling, because you basically just have the G1. But that's my biggest thing. Is he going to be in the G1? This is something I want. I don't think he can or will. I say he can't. He can't. You wrestle the G One is basically the same schedule as like a normal WWE schedule. Like maybe like night after night, but from you sometimes get a few days rest. But at the same time, the work rate and what you're expected to do in the G One is so much higher than doing a WWE house show than any house show. Like, will Chris Jericho go to TNA with the? championship because he's been rumored to be going to impact because he's mates with don Callis. um just there's so many questions and it has me intrigued like new japan never doesn't have me intrigued there's always something that's bringing me there and that's why i love it this is my biggest intrigue coming out of this show and like it's not my biggest happiness coming out of the show it's not the thing that's made me the most excited but it's definitely the thing that's intrigued me like i'm looking forward to that g1 announcement because i want to see if jericho's in it and if jericho's in it i think it could be his most consistently amazing work in ages like in wwe he wasn't having great matches he was having great segments in new japan pro wrestling he's not had the best segments he's had good segments but his, his like promo has been rambly and i think that's part of his character but he's had really good matches this was a really good match it wasn't as good as jericho versus omega because most people see that as a perfect match i don't really see it as a perfect match just here as a sort of a nine out of ten not a ten out of ten this is an eight out of ten for me it's just really a really good match. I was intrigued throughout the whole thing, despite the fact I thought Naito was winning, and like the shock on my face when Jericho won. Um, like afterwards, I just text my friend who we were talking throughout the whole thing. I was like, "Holy shit balls!" And he was like, "Yeah, I know." It's like it's the biggest surprise of the night. It's the biggest surprise of the year, apart from maybe Daniel Bryan coming back. But we all thought he would be back. We just didn't think he'd be wrestling in WWE. This, I just did not see Jericho ever winning a title ever again. Like, after his US title run last year? Yeah, last year. I just didn't see it happening. And I'm not complaining. Definitely not complaining. As I said, I'm really intrigued. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. This could be either great or something to shock and I hope it just turns out to be something great. Next up was... Okay. It was the most anticipated match of the night for good reason. I'm going to say this right now. If you think Flair versus Steamboat is the best series of all time. If you think Okada versus Tanahashi is the best series of all time. If you think 
that Stone Cold Rock or anything like this is the best series of all time. I'm sorry to disagree so hard, but you're wrong. I'm not hearing any arguments about this. Omega vs. Okada is the best series ever. Now, let me explain. I've watched the Steamboat Flare matches. I've not watched all the Tanahashi versus Okada matches. I've watched everyone since Wrestle Kingdom 9. I watched the first one um, at... Uh, I want to say it was Sakura Genesis. No, it wasn't Sakura Genesis. It, it what was Sakura Genesis. They changed the name for some reason. And they're all really good. None of them touch the Omega Okada matches. Okay. The I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this more and after I've talked about the match. The match was spectacular. It went sixty five minutes, three falls, and just kept me on edge the whole time. The first fall went to Okada and the first fall was definitely the two were trying to out wrestle each other. And there are some great sequences. Okada doing the um, splash over the barrier, getting caught with a fucking V trigger. <laughs> what? I that, that was just insane. Actually, I was rewatching Gagano Champa from the Cruiserweight Classic this morning, and that spot very much reminded me of the catching the spear into a knee. Except it's Okada getting V triggered. You know, because Kenny has the best knees, apart from when Nakamura decides to try, which he just hasn't been trying i think i'm gonna get into that another time but yeah just and okada winning with a roll-up perfect thing for trying to wrestle each other the set the second fault was definitely just kenny trying to come back and he gets with a one-winged angel and it was just spectacular like it's definitely a more kenny style match it was more a bit more fast-paced a bit more um kenny's just trying to fucking ruin okada type deal and then the third one it was just an amazing s- finishing stretch, kind of like their G1 match. And, like, they, that, you, you'll know exactly what one wing game I'm talking about, that sort of catching one winged angel. That made me jump up out of my seat. Does these two, can, does anyone work better with each other? Does anyone bring the best out of each other more than these two? This is where I'm coming back to my point from before. A lot for me, a lot of the Tanahashi Okada matches come together. One of my biggest complaints with the uh, with the Tanahashi Okada match at uh, Taku is that those two they they seem to be repeating previous spots, and that's just how they wrestle. And it was still a really good match, still a match of the year candidate. Flair and Steamboat matches definitely fall into each other. They definitely, I, but like, they sort of mushed together for me, and that's probably because I didn't live through them. Like my favorite Okada Tanahashi matches are the ones I've seen while I've been watching. Um, the best one, of course, being ten. But like the Okada Omega matches, each one is completely one hundred percent different. Okay, the first one was for meeting of these two. Staring each other down, and the first 15 minutes getting to know each other, and then like the best stretch of pro wrestling that's ever happened. The um, Dominion match from last year was Kenny trying to prove himself, and there was a Bullet Club story in there, and as well as 
um, the best, some of the best wrestling you've ever seen, and some great drama. Again, Kenny falling out of the Rainmaker. That was great. And actually, that was one of my favourite spots in this one, was Okada falling when trying to hit the Rainmaker. That just got me. That was an amazing callback without um, repeating a spot. That's a problem a lot of trilogies find. They can't call back without repeating spots. This called back to previous matches while... Um, while keeping the spot somewhat original. Um, the G1 match was one massive 20-minute finishing stretch um, and is one of... As actually, I prefer that to Wrestle Kingdom, the Wrestle Kingdom match. But then this one, it was just... These two have had a win over each other and a draw. This And this is how they're going to decide who's better. And it was just... You can't... I can't think of a better ending. This is... I don't think this is my favourite match in the series. I think my favourite is still Dominion. I think this is equal of a G1 match for me. I loved the G1 match. I loved how frantic it was. It felt like if you watched the Cruiserweight Classic where they were just massive finishing straights, I think that's um, that why I like it so much. I love that style of wrestling. These two have just had four of the best matches of all time. And like I know old schoolers don't like it. I know Jim Cornette doesn't like it. But I who cares? But but the this is for Dynamite Kids um, versus um, Tiger Mask of this generation. This is the Flair Steamboat of this generation. This is the Rock Austin of this generation. So sort of. this is going to inspire people going forward. Like you hear I see the I see the ECW fans talk about RVD and Jerry Lynn and how they push forward wrestling and for, for the case of independence they definitely did i feel this people are going to try and copy it and they won't be able to because they're not okada and omega but these two are just the two best in the world fighting and it's the same feeling you'd get when you see masawa versus kabashi or stone cold versus barack it's that level and these two are just, this match is definitely my match of the year i i didn't think anything was going to stop Gagano Champa, I didn't think anything was going to top um, Gagano Almas either. But these two match of the year, I'm really happy with who won because I haven't mentioned that yet. Kenny won. Um, I loved that the Young Bucks came out. I loved that um, Ibushi was there. That was another thing I loved in the match actually was um, the um, the shit, I forgot the name of the move. Fuck. Um, the Oh, the Phoenix Splash, very fucking go. Wow, this is I. I went on a tangent and I forgot the name of the move. I hate myself, but yeah, but him the Phoenix Splash and missing, and I thought, oh, I actually thought I was going to be it. I thought Okada was just going to get up and hit the Rainmaker, and that would be it, which would be fine, maybe. Um, what I'm, what I was thinking there was that would lead to the Golden Lovers breakup, maybe. But no, I love that we now have the Golden Elite. Is that going to be an separate thing from bullet club it's another question we have coming out of this which that this is something new japan is great at and wwe need to learn wwe and can and can sometimes put in screwy finishes for the sake of screwy fin um for the sake of um what making you intrigued you don't need to do that this card had no screwy finishes yeah, I'm intrigued about Omega. I'm intrigued about um, Jericho. I'm intrigued about... I'm intrigued right down to Juice versus Jay White. Okay, New Japan is still in its golden age. It's not going to leave its golden age for a while. It has too good a talent with too good, talented a people booking this. 
And yeah, this match is a 10 out of 10. Um, Cody can fuck off. <laughs> like Cody came out afterwards. And this was somewhat elaborated on in Being the Elite. He came out, sort of stared down Omega. And not even stared down. He looked at Omega. Sort of looked sad and went out. This was elaborated on in Being the Elite. Which I think was a good thing. He came out. He was going to like congratulate Kenny and then sort of walked away. I think they're trying to pull Cody's remorseful over what he did with the Bullet Club. And I like that. I, I, this is another di- different direction that I did not see coming and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think Cody can... I like the story coming out of this. Um, Cody... I didn't want it to lead to another Omega... Cody match. They had their match at uh, um, the Best in the World, I think that's what it's called. The Ring of Honor show. Oh, Supercard of Honor. And that was meh. It was really meh. It was like, I, I expected that to be one of the matches of the weekend, despite not being a Cody fan. I thought Kenny could pull it out of him. And it was just sort of meh. But, at the same time, the story was fine and, the but- and it set up strong style evolved, so I'm never going to um, hold beef against it for that, but I just I like it's very different. New Japan are great at pulling different things. Just this match was amazing. I talked more about the story coming out of it, but really that's I think that's the, a lot of the headlines here is that the story the story drew um drove this match as much as the in ring action. So fuck to the people who say we'll cruise away um or great technical wrestling can't have storytelling watch the omega okada matches and you don't even need to watch a single promo you just need to watch the matches and you will get it it's amazing (laughs) match of the year definitely and without rambling mess we come to an end with to dominion definitely the show of the year so far just actually i think i might as an Overall show, I think I'd be more inclined to rewatch Takeover New Orleans. But that's because it's shorter. But sort of like both matches came out with two match of the year candidates, and it was just it was an amazing show, absolutely amazing show. Cannot fault it one little bit. The only downsides was the um, two opening tag matches were kind of dull. Um, but to be fair, the second one definitely set up something I'm looking forward to. The first one didn't. The first one's leaving me with so much doubt about a whole division. Again, that's the one big failing of New Japan right now is its junior tag team division. But the whole show was just great. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. And I'm sorry that you listened to this before watching it. I don't know why you would. But it was amazing. There's so much to be looking forward to going out. I am now so hyped for the G1 special. Like, I was wrestling Duntaku. I was like, okay, the only thing I'm really looking forward to for Dominion is Jericho and Naito and all that. And then, like, just Dominion is just the best show. Nothing's going to top it. Like, I don't think TakeOver um, this week's going to top it. I don't think Money in the Bank is definitely going to not top it. That Money in the Bank's definitely not going to top it. Money in the Bank does... I should be excited for Money in the Bank, but I'm not. WWE's not my domain. I shouldn't be talking about that. But, 
yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. It's made me hype for the G1. It's made me hype for the G1 special. It's made me hype all the way up to King of Pro Wrestling. And then the G1's going to keep me hyped all the way up to Rise of Kingdom. That's what I love about New Japan. It can always keep you hyped. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking now is that we're actually we're only four, month, four or five months out from World Tag League. And that's not a good thing. I'm not looking forward to fucking World Tag League. But oh well. Here we are. I, that was such a good show. Um, well done if you sat through all roughly 40 minutes of this. And just ama- an amazing show. Go watch it. Best show of the year, apart from maybe TakeOver New Orleans. Just, who I know I've been rambly, but I I didn't take notes for this one because it was so early in the morning. And, you know, I quite like that I didn't take notes. I like, I take notes for the G1 and I take, took notes for the Super Juniors because there's just so much going on. For a show like this, where it was nine matches, I can recall most of what I need to talk about and never miss anything. Oh, well, it's probably on my Twitter feed. Uh, so with that, um, go follow me on Twitter, um, at oman0401. Um, go over to Light and Nerdy, where I'm now a columnist. A columnist? A, a what? A, co- a columnist. I write over there now. Um, some really good people. Go listen to the Nerdy Bird podcast over there. Um, you should listen to it just for the name alone. But... Yeah, if you want to see more opinions on maybe non-New Japan stuff, go read my stuff there. Um, if you want to see me um, shit post during pay-per-views, go follow me on Twitter. Just hit hit me up wherever ever you want, and I really look forward to next week where I just get to have a more casual discussion about New Japan as opposed to um, such a structured thing because there's so much I'm looking forward to, and I'm saving so much of it for their, like my wild speculations. But here we go. See you guys.